Welcome to the Future Church Podcast, powered by Exponential, a podcast about innovative and emerging ideas in the North American church. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions to the local church, and we are seeking to discover and highlight new and effective ways that churches can impact our world with the gospel. For more information about Exponential's resources and upcoming events, visit exponential.org. Hey, my name is Dave Ferguson, and I serve as the Exponential uh, Conference President. And uh, we are here as a part of the Exponential Church, uh, Exponential Future Church webinars. And I'll tell you what, you are in for a real treat uh, because we have with us Jason Poling. And all right, now, so Jason, your byline is that you've created one of the first, if not the first, hybrid kind of in real life and VR church. Is, do I got that right? I think so. Um, I'm really good friends with DJ Soto and he had the first VR church. And so he's been telling me and he knows a lot about it. He said, I think you're the first hybrid church in uh, in the metaverse. We call it the metaverse right. uh, VR and IRL, which is in real life. So, yeah, I, th- I think so. But it, okay, we're gonna I hope go- there's more. I hope there's more. We're going to say you're the first ever. OK. Um, <laughs> and I you heard it here. That's right. That's, and they're, you're glad you're on here. Um, I, of course, I, I mean, I, I'm, I love church planning. I'm fascinated by all kinds of just new startups. And um, I want to dig into this, but I'll tell you, you already started using yeah. terms. And for those who aren't kind of familiar with those terms, let's, un, let's just give them a couple of terms. So like VR church, what does that even mean when you say VR church? Yeah. So, so the, so I'd probably back up and say, so the metaverse Okay, and uh, that's kind of a term that's been going around for a while since I think Neil Stevenson had a book called Snow Crash, and it was kind of a dark, kind of apocalyptic kind of thing. But but it's actually taken on a little more positive view that you know there's this whole universe out there that is a digital universe, and people are there are literally at this point probably getting close to billions of people in the in the on the globe that are on some kind of platform, whether it be in the virtual reality space. So you look at it as a, a, no, a new world, the metaverse. And on that new world, there's all these continents, these different platforms. It might be a massively multi-online player game. Could be, yeah, could be uh, Discord chat channels. Could be Twitch uh, games, gamers, streamers. Could be virtual reality platforms, which there are a, a plethora of those. And so there's all these different content continents that are unreached, and there's tribes inside the continents. So it's, it really is like a an undiscovered country, a whole new world for missions. So that's the metaverse, and we're 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 in the VR realm and some other places. For those of you listening, and and he just explained metaverse by using a lot of other terms you didn't know. Just Google it. Google Discord. <laughs> yeah, Google will help you. Google Twitch. Go hang out there for a little while. I just because you're right, and I think I was reading your bio too, and I this is even larger than I realized. Um, you're saying there's now three billion gamers. That's, you know, you look, I, I did some Googling, so I don't know how accurate those numbers are, but yeah, they, they definitely for sure, uh, the, the gaming industry or the digital metaverse and, you know, all of it surpassed for sure in the last couple of years, partly to do with the pandemic, but surpassed the total amount of uh, people that participate or you or watch or spend money on, um, both Hollywood, all the Hollywood stuff, movies and TV and the professional sports industry combined. So that's huge. Now, a lot of people are saying because of the, the ubiquity uh, of, of cell phones and games on cell phones, if you combine that number in with all the other consoles and uh, PC games and VR and, and streams, you, you, yeah, you're getting close to 
almost half of the population has been somewhat connected to that metaverse sphere. Now, some are very heavily engaged in it. Some are just very light, but that's a lot of people. Definitely in Asia, you've got a huge, huge, massive population that primarily spends a lot of their day uh, in the metaverse. So it's just massive. It's, and it's growing, obviously, as you can imagine, with technology, it's going to keep growing. Yeah, and, and, and what kind of makes unique, and back to kind of the first of its kind, you have both a, what you've described in real life church, but then you also yeah. have this, 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 this one that's in, uh, in, the, in the, a VR church in the metaverse. So let's start real quick, kind of just so we can kind of feel more. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that located? So my, the In Real Life Church campus, we're in Yuba City, uh, California, which is Northern California. Uh, unfortunately, right here in all the, all the fires and smoke. So we've got, you know, ash raining down in our city sometimes, it's kind of crazy. But uh, we're in Yuba City, Northern California, just north of Sacramento, about what, 45 minutes. What's your role there, Jason? Uh, my role, I'm, I'm the lead pastor here at, at the Cornerstone Church. Yep. Okay, and so in this case, you're going, I want to continue to reach more and more people. So instead of adding more services, instead of doing more marketing, instead of going multi-site, instead of a lot of those kind of options, like, you know what? There's a whole unreached, really, universe of people. We're going to go VR. So I'll tell you what, explain a little bit. What is a VR church? Yeah, so the VR church, that's, uh, uh, I know Jeff Reed at State, you probably know Jeff, he calls it the avatar church. So to distinguish it from all the other uh, metaverse options, VR really centers on you having an avatar, you put on the headset. Now you can do it on 2D on your desktop. A lot of these applications, you can do that. But obviously the more immersive experience is to get the headset, which aren't too expensive now. You know, Facebook has their Oculus for about uh, 300 bucks. is isn't too bad. And so you get into the world and you actually, what's beautiful about uh, the the VR. Yeah. So basically... You could plant a church, a VR church for about 300 bucks. Yeah, you ab- absolutely. Because the, and, and uh, the platform, so we, the first one we planted was in Microsoft's uh, platform called Altspace VR. And so they, they have some already uh, coded and designed worlds that you can just, yeah, 300 bucks, get in there and advertise your church service or whatever you're doing. And, and it, that's it. It's really that easy. It's so so we actually had a guy design us a whole world that looks exactly like our in real life campus. Just it was kind of cool to do it that way. And uh, and he actually was doing it for free. We, we we actually gave him some money for it. So there is some cost if you did your own coding yeah, for a campus, but it's not expensive. So we have a huge world. We've got people come in there all the time. We got a we got. A, I know I don't know if you know about prayer labyrinths, uh, stations of the cross, some meditative kind of experiences, a uh, biblical counseling center. So people can come into that world anytime they want. And just have a, a, an experience with God, but then we have our services, our our small groups, other uh, activities on our own distinct cornerstone campus, and it's yeah, it's cheap. I mean, I we literally have a, a church, and there's just not very much overhead. It's it's pretty crazy. So like yeah, so for anybody who's like, oh man, the church planning game is too expensive for me. Fifty grand, hundred grand, five hundred grand, oh, what? Not, not even. Right. Okay. You don't you don't happen to have like link do you to like video of this was like hey i don't have i don't got the head here yet but i would kind of like to see do you have a link yeah so you can i tell you what probably the easiest way to like uh direct people i would just go to our cornerstone website and probably just go to trying to think how uh our team set it up i believe it's cornerstoneyc.com and if you slash vr just that'll get that'll get you to specifically our vr campuses again so people uh, those are links say it again so we have a 
Got that down. Yep. Cornerstone YC, the YC is for Yuba City. Cornerstoneyc.com slash VR, V virtual in our reality, VR. And then you go there and you can get a chance to kind of like, oh, there should wow. be links there. Yep. Okay. Check yep. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's dive a little deeper. Okay. What was your motivation? I mean, like, why start a church in this kind of a model? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a little bit of a techie geek. I've always been interested in uh, virtual reality ever since. I remember back in the 80s. I, I mean, it's been around for a while, believe it or not. It just never got to the point where it was at a, you know, a, a commodity that people could afford or really be interested in. I remember going to like, I remember going to like malls or something and they had like VR little stations and it was, you know, it was a little bit not, you know, the graphics weren't great. It was like entering into Tron or something, you know, and uh, I just remember being activated. But I was like, wow, that is so cool. And I hadn't heard about it much for a while. And then Facebook and Oculus and all that kind of happened. And I was like, that's so cool. And then I think I read an article about uh, DJ Soto and Christianity Today doing it. I was like, no way. And I just, it was just like God uh, connected the dots for me. And I, and I also, you know, I, I love gaming and uh, I just realized there are, there's just a lot of unchurched people that probably would never think to come to a physical campus for a whole host of reasons. And, and a lot of younger generations that just are so completely uh, gospel illiterate, like have no concept. I mean, I, and I've really anecdotally, my own experience, that's proven that out because as I go into these VR platforms and I go around different worlds and, and just talk to people, it's really, it's striking the lack of understanding the gospel. So I was like, there's, there's this huge group of people that's out there. And that's, so the two kind they came together. I mean, the pandemic obviously helped that. It's like, well, shoot, everyone's online. Let's, let's go get them. So it just kind of, it all came together. And this is so, so that's, um, so if you're starting this kind of a, a, a so too, what kind of resources? And I mean, not because we touched a little bit on it. It's, it's a really low deal, but I mean, like, yeah. like staffing, or even volunteers, what, what do you need to really make a go of it and like do something, not very plain around, but do something. Oh, I'm really trying to make an impact. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, I mean, as, as always, the key is just faithfulness. I mean, if you show up and you show up regularly, there are people out there, the harvest is plentiful, right? The workers are free. If you, if you just go out there, I, I guarantee, I, I am so shocked every time I go into VR it's just the way the platforms work. Everyone's there really to engage and communicate. It's unlike, you know, IRL, sometimes everyone's so busy, even at church, you're like, you get down with the service and everyone's heading out because they got their stuff to do. But in, in, in the VR realms and a lot of the metaverse, people are there to connect and communicate. And so I'm just, every time I go in there, it's like, I have a gospel conversation opportunity. And so I think if you just, if you got the headset and it was just you as a pastor, or you know what, every, I guarantee every congregation, you know, no matter how small, how how large, there's at least one digital native in that church, probably a teen. And if you just tap that shoulder and say, Hey, would you like to be activated in ministry? And they probably already have a headset or, you know, 300 bucks, you get them one. And if they just are discipled by you as a pastor or a leadership team and you're, and you faithfully uh, help them stay faithful to show up week after week in a space there in VR, they will have conversations and little by little, God's going to bring uh, the Lydia's right. That are going to connect and form Philippian churches. It's just going to, it's just going to happen. Now, if you want to go a little bit, a little bit bigger and you want to try to, you know, maximize, that's what we were trying to do. We, we developed a, a volunteer team. We had, I think we had four or five at launch. And then, um, and we've added to that here, even in our V in our in real life church, people have gotten involved. I've got one of my staff members 
Uh, she kind of does 50-50, uh, 50% on IRL in real life and 50% VR. So she's really been a help for a lot of things I had to do. Uh, and then we just recently, now we just saw God really bless it. So we just recently hired uh, a metaverse pastor and he's actually located in Fort Lauderdale. So he's the entire country away from us, but we interact regularly on uh, Discord Zoom. And then he goes in and he oversees uh, a lot of our metaverse ministry uh, and I interact with him quite a bit. So we've got, a, we've got a little bit bigger and a little more costly, but still very inexpensive. So you compared to actually, you actually pay for him to be your VR pastor. Yeah. Now I, I get in there a lot because I love it, but he is, yeah, he is now the metaverse pastor. So he's overseeing all of our ministries and campuses there. So what, I mean, and, and you have simulated what your own facility looks like in virtual reality, but like, what's the programming like? I mean, is that even the right question programming? Yeah. Well, and, and we, I mean, I've, you know, I've been doing, you know, normal church for some time. And so uh, I basically said, okay, I want to do this. I feel like there's people out there. I don't yet fully understand the culture. I, I've dabbled in gaming, so I know a little bit, but I was like, you know what, just for my bandwidth, um, I'm just going to replicate what I do on Sunday. So I got a sermon I've already prepared. I've already preached it twice on Sunday morning. I'm just going to do the same thing in VR. We have, we have worship. So we I mean pretty much the same thing uh, with some tweaks. Um, and I just said, let's just try it, see what the Lord does. And if the culture is so different that we have to kind of shift and, and morph, we'll, we'll do that. But uh, I think just people are hungry for truth. And so, I mean, I, I preached like 45 minutes. And I thought that, that works in our IRL church, but I was like, is that going to work in a VR context? And it has. And in fact, after our messages, we have a Q&A session and it goes 45 minutes or an hour of people asking questions about the text, about Christianity, about a number of things. And I'm like, I, I didn't think that would work. So we basically, our programming is pretty straightforward. It's, it looks just like a normal church as you might, traditional church in the IRL context. We have small groups, we have Bible studies, we have activities where we hang out and have fellowship events, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not that different. Uh, that's okay. That's it. I mean, so that's parts easy to understand for almost everybody. So I'm curious, like at this point, what's the scale? Like how many people show up on, and when do you do it on Sunday? So you have your two services you said, uh, in yeah. the, and then when's the, when's the VR service? So we have so we have the two services in the real life. Then we have uh, two services. Um, and we're going to be adding a third here, Lord willing. We, we launch we're launching a new campus, new site, and uh, so we have one at one o'clock p.m. Pacific, and the other one is two o'clock. But we're actually going to move that one. It's a long story short. We were doing a video in that one, but I'm going to actually preach live in that one. So we're going to move that further. So we basically do four services. Going to probably do five, but I at some what we're doing now is we're raising up. Uh, uh, some pastors raising up some preachers and teachers and leaders, disciples, because I, you know, at some point here, this is not scalable for me to, to preach. We're going to have, we're going to launch into different campuses and churches and micro churches. And, and I mean, just to give an idea of how many folks, I mean, like what, how many people show up for like a Sunday? Yeah. So, so basically at this stage, yeah. So we got our discord server is kind of the collecting house. And I don't know if you know much about discord. It started as a gaming. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like zoom on steroids. It's, I love it. It's got so much. And, uh, so we've got about 300 people on there. They do not all show up at once at the services. So our, I would say our core attendance is probably about with our two campuses, probably now getting about 70 and with our Twitch live stream, 75, 80 people. Um, but that, 
but but uh, but they some are very regular and some are scattershot. And so I think probably a good 200 of those people are coming in and out. And there's a core of probably 30, 40, 50. They're just, they're like our solid, you know, rock solid ones, you know? Okay. So it's not too much dissimilar to in real life church. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, people are the same wherever you go. But the fascinating thing you said that I never thought about. So you said that was that different in virtual reality is that people actually are showing up because they want to connect. Yes. Absolutely. It is crazy. I, I have shared the gospel. I mean, and, and I don't hope that maybe it sounds weird. I mean, I have shared the gospel over my time as a minister and I love sharing, but I have shared the gospel more in this last year and a half in the metaverse. Give, give us, maybe I have in my ministry. Give us a couple of examples of your experiences then. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about the metaverse, so I think because there's a, a degree of, as and some people criticize this, of initial anonymity when you get in there, right? And, but the thing is, even though that's there, people quickly, more quickly open up. And then you begin, I mean, I've got some really close friendships from these, these folks. I know them. I mean, I know their names. I know where they live. I, I know their Facebook. I mean, so it's not like they're these anonymous figures anymore, but because it, you come in with more anonymity, I think people are just more quickly willing to share. And then you go closer, you hear their heart, you hear what's coming out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, and then you can begin to counsel to that and with care and compassion with the word. And so, yeah, conversation. I mean, and the thing is, because it's an anonymous, um, a lot of people and it's low threat. So when you come to a brick and mortar church, you know, if you're if you're not a believer and we've you know, it's it's threatening. It's it's nerve wracking. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been in the church so long, I can't even imagine, but I'm sure it's very in VR, they can pop in, and if they don't, if they feel nervous, if they think we're sacrificing chickens on some cultic altar, right? They can they can pop out quick. They're not stuck in a building, and so I think that allows a lot of people to come. So we've had we've had Satanists, we've had New Age people, Wiccans, we've had you know Muslims, we've we've had the gamut. And so one particular story I love to tell is uh, this this lady from the UK in her twenties, and she came in, and her uh, her tag her name, you know, their anonymous name. Uh, she didn't have her name, but her tag was the future queen of hell. So that tells you where she's at. Now I come to find out, she told us later, you know, she joined about a little over a year ago or started coming. She had come to troll us and trolling just means they're, they're coming to, you know, mock us or pick on us or just kind of disrupt things. And for whatever reason, she just felt because we're very welcoming. We're like, Hey, everyone's welcome here. We preach Jesus, but wherever you're from, we would love to help you walk on your spiritual journey, wherever you're at. So she just felt welcome and began to develop friendships. And uh, she didn't end up trolling us. She just came to every service. She began to grow closer and closer. She got rid of that name and changed it to something else. And then uh, she actually befriended a bunch of us. She started to help us build our newest campus. So here's a person who's still identifying as a Satanist. Now she's not hardcore. She's more like a new age, you know, soft Satanist, if you will. Helping us build our third church campus. Wow. And I'm like, this is, this is weird. Like this would never happen in, in real life. And then just recently about, I think it's been about five weeks now. She, uh, she prayed to receive Christ. She actually gave her. And when she prayed, because she'd given it a whole year to really process this change. It was one of those beautiful prayers I've, led, I've had the privilege of leading many people to the Lord. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you're hoping they understand the gospel and they pray and you're like, I think they got it, but they're connecting it. She was like praying this prayer. I'm like, wow, like she gets the gospel. And, and so now she's changed her name to, uh, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, 
uh, Alice in the Palace. So she's like, uh, she, you know, she's no longer future queen of hell. She is uh, a child of the king. And this last Sunday, she actually read script. We have people read scripture out loud, volunteer. She read it for the first time. She is uh, ready to get baptized. She's doing her testimony, going to be baptized. Her, I mean, it. that's just one story of a situation where there's no way. And she told us this. This is not me. She's, there's no way she would have gone to a physical church. All right. Too, too much there. And she happened to pop in, probably to come and mock us. And she just heard the gospel and she saw the community of fellowship and love in Christ and she stuck around. And so I, I just, that's a fascinating. Oh, that's a great story. story. I mean, it's one of my favorite. Um, all right. So like, I mean, just, so this is so cool. Uh, so just a couple technical kind of questions. Into, like you said, and ready to get baptized. All right. So like, what's, what's baptism look like in a, in a VR church? Yeah, here's here's that million dollar question. This is where everybody starts to get nervous and sweat, right? It's like, oh man, more curious. So, so we do we do the ordinances. So we 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 see this as a a real church. This is not just a missional parachurch enterprise. We actually see this as a fellowship of believers, and we welcome other people to come and see what we're doing. And so we we do all we 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 actually even practice church discipline, you know, and not in a harsh way. We do counsel, biblical counseling. We walk with them. Um, and we do the ordinances, we do the sacraments. Um, and so and the reason I can do that, and I know some of my, my Lutheran uh, brothers and sisters and others, that would not be an option for them. Um, I'm a Zwinglian, right? It's, it's metaphorical to me. It's a, it's a memorial, it's a symbol. And so as long as it's visual, visually rendered, it's something that's public that everyone can see. And, and, and it is, we've got a, a lake that's been designed. It's got a waterfall and everything. And uh, the candidate, the baptism candidate, they, they walk down in the water and they can see when you're in there, you, you're, you can see that you've been buried with Christ. The symbol is very clear and everyone else can see it. And then you, when I come, you know, come out of the water, raised to walk in newness of life, they come out of the water. And so, yes, you don't have the tactile sensation of the molecules of H2O on your body. But again, I'm a, it's a symbol. It, it represents something deeper. I don't think you necessarily have to have water on your body to publicly declare your new identity in Christ. And so that's why we do baptism. Same with communion. It's, it's, it's a symbol. And so it's, now I do say, hey, if you have bread, wine, juice at home while you're doing it with us in the community, virtually, you can also do it at home. Fine. And I think a lot more people were open to that now because of the live stream. You know, we all ended up doing communion on digital, right. uh, but we do render the, with the elements we have bread and we have, uh, you know, virtual bread and virtual cup. And, and, and I describe, I explain why we can do this in our church because we see it as a symbol of what has transpired. So do you have people that actually, I mean, through the VR church actually grow to the place where, yeah, they're in a small group. And then they, they also are like giving, like contributing financially to make to the mission. Yes, that's been fascinating too, because you know, we we just uh we we preach through the scriptures and we, we were in, we've been in Luke for the past year and I didn't re I when I set up the sermon schedule, you know, I, I went through the book and got the gist of Luke, but week by week I'm like, wow, Jesus talks a lot about money, like uncomfortably so. So a lot of my sermons have been like, hey, he's wanting us to give of our time, talent, and our treasure. And people have. Like there, we have a number of givers. So it's, it's, uh, it's been fascinating to see that these people are committed. They're, this is not like a game. This is not a, they're, they're, they're really a part of a community and they're, they're serving. Some are being deployed into uh, teaching and, and preaching a small group leadership and discipleship one-on-one -on -one counselors. 
uh, these are real, real Christians right. that uh, they're serving the church, and, giving. And has the virtual church got to the place yet where it's self-supporting or is the in real life church having to, having to support that like as a mission for right now? Yeah, well, actually, because of the low cost, it really is self-supporting at this point um, because, we, you know, it's not uh, so really, uh, you know, our pastor, the yeah. diverse pastor would be the key, the key cost. Yeah. Um, I guess you could argue that some of the money that the church pays me is probably going into that too. And my assistant, but, um, but, but what we're getting right now in giving, and it's, it's not a ton, but it, it definitely would cover our basic costs, That's but the awesome. church, we still do contribute. We still do contribute from Cornerstone uh, in real life to the ministry too. Cause we want to keep expanding. So. Right. Right. That is so fascinating. Um, yeah. I got a couple of questions I asked before we wrap up. I know our time's running out. Um, just yeah. Quick. Do you have you have a handle on how many other VR churches you think there are across you know the metaverse? Um, and again, you know, doing it the way we do it with like a more like a service that you know looks like a, a clear fellowship that has a church service and small groups and all that and giving and ordinances and sacrament you know all that stuff. I, I not many. Uh, I know uh, DJ Soto, his church VR church, they do that. We do that. Um, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know if there's any more than that. There is a church up in Wisconsin. We helped uh, a large church up there that we helped plant a church, but I think they're right now doing it more as a sort of a missional enterprise. It's not really a church campus for them or church plant. And so there's, I think there's a number of people that are doing that. There are a number of people that are doing more of a, a missional parachurch kind of experience. And I, I would say it's got to be still not enough. I would say over 10 but when you think about the, the millions and billions of people that are out there, there needs to be more. And that's what, you know, we've been trying to, that's why I was glad we got to go to the uh, shark tank and a number of us got to speak about digital ministry. Uh, Daniel Heron, Robloxian Christians. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, he's one of the first guys that did metaverse ministry. We need more. And yes, we do. And for those of you who don't know exactly what Jason's referring to, one of the things Exponential's done is we have something called Exponential Ventures. And we've done a couple of these Shark Tank events. We had one down in Austin, then one in Nashville, and basically brought in people who are doing innovative, some of those creative stuff like Jason, and kind of in a Shark Tank, if you're familiar with the TV show, kind of presentation, we asked them to present, and then we give grants uh, to help kind of accelerate uh, these innovative ministries. And I'll tell you what, too, I got two questions, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap yeah. this up. But if, this is my own, my own pitch. If you're if you're looking to kind of figure out like ways to reproduce that and like new thing, I, I also lead our new thing network. We would love, love, love to help or have you as a part. I think it'd be awesome to help. I love it. Ways to spread the word about what you're doing. This is spectacular. So that's I, I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah, that would be great. I'll, I'll make sure we swap emails for you. We we get off here. Yeah. Let me give me a couple of things real quick. The biggest challenge right now. Biggest challenge right now. Biggest challenge. Um. I mean, probably just, um, I, I mean, probably more the broader church, the big C church uh, understanding, because it, it's been awesome. I, I did not know when I came here three years ago, I've been a pastor at this church, uh, the IRL church three years ago, and it was, it was, it was struggling and God has just blessed it. We, it just, it's just been beyond what I can imagine. Um, and so, but the congregation has been so on board with this and we've got people of all ages. We've got people in their eighties that, you know, don't have any idea even still, like maybe what even email is, right? I mean, but I'm telling them about, I'm, I'm taking a headset and telling them about Alice in the palace and they're just excited. 
that's cool. there might be a few that think I'm crazy. I'm sure they do, but, but um, so that's been cool to see our church just really get excited about it. We actually had where we, we did a baptism service in VR and we showed on live stream, all of our IRL congregation and you, they were just, you could see them, they were watching it and they were clapping and cheering for, uh, it was just awesome. So, but I, 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 I don't still, I think there's a lot of confusion a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what VR ministry, what metaverse ministry is all about and the larger broad church. And I think that's, you know, I've been like, man, I wish we could really help them see. And really the best way is to experience it. They have to get past sort of the avatar ish. It looks like a game. They don't, they just can't get past that. And some, some of the questions about baptism and they just get hung up on stuff like that. And I'm like, man, let's, I understand, but there's a lot of souls out there that, we need to save or Jesus needs to say we need to go to, and uh, they're not coming probably to our churches, you know, our physical churches. So I wish I could help the the broader church really see that we're not completely crazy. We're a little crazy. Um. Well, and that's really my hope with this conversation that we can begin to get the word out about how, no, this is a legitimate expression of ecclesia. This is the church. And um, yeah. And for those of you listening, I mean, you know, I mean, Jason gave you a link there. You can go check it on the web. But then also, man, go buy yourself, you know, spend the 300 bucks and, and yes, visit not much at all. Church. Yeah, visit the church and, and see what it's like. And and because who knows? I mean, maybe that's calling you. And if he's not calling you, I am. We're both positive. There are people in your church. Absolutely. Plant churches like this. And what they need is they need permission from you to say, yes, go do it. You have our blessing. We're behind you 100 um, percent. Last question. Biggest. What's kind of the biggest victory? The thing I mean, you can share some great stories, but. Biggest victory. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's stories, more stories like, like the, like Alice, you know, and that's been really cool. Um, that, that just, just is really encouraged me so much, especially during the pandemic when we were all not able to really connect with people. And that was just so encouraging to my soul. But, uh, I would say too, um, I, th- I think it's been neat to see the hybridization where we've seen cross pollination. Uh, we do, we do training first. And actually we, I, I use a lot of the material that I think one of your, um, one of your groups put together some small group uh, training and an expansion training you know, to help multiply. Small, and I use that. Awesome. And so I, um, on discord, so we'll have uh, uh, several of our um, VR leaders with several of our uh, in real life leaders. So we did that for, we did that for our life group, small group trainings. We did a, uh, some of our, I'm, I'm training up preachers and teachers and same thing. We had uh, both cross pollination because we got two way cameras and, and, and they, they really fellowshiped and we, we do a lot of prayer together. I mean, all the church and, and we, we pray for people in the VR church, VR church, pray for people in the cornerstone church. So there's just been this really neat. In fact, we've got, I think it's 12 people that are coming next month from our VR family uh, to Northern California to hang out with us for a weekend, to worship with us and to spend time together. And uh, so that's just cool to see all this cross crossing over and they're, they're not some other weird, you know, like alien church thing. These are real people who really want to follow Jesus and are really a part of the forever family, as we call it. And we're on this together, reaching, reaching all worlds for Jesus. So that's cool to see the, the cross pollination of, of both, uh, and what's also too is, you know, we do want to see people get involved in IRL ministry too. So a number of them, they came to uh, the VR church and because it was safer, they didn't understand, you know, they were nervous to go. But anyway, through this, they've got an exposure to church. Like, wow, 
church is beautiful. I, I love this. And so now they're actually trying to find a local expression. And I'm like trying to, you know, I'm, and I'm part of that. I'm like, hey, let me, let me help you find some, I've got some networks some some good churches in your area. And so that's cool too, to see we're blessing also those in real life uh, brick and mortar churches with people that otherwise, if they hadn't come through the metaverse ministry, they probably never would have come to their church. So that's cool too, to expand the kingdom that way. That's awesome. Hey, Jason, I want to say thank you so much. Thanks for uh, joining us for the Exponential Future uh, Church webinar. Yeah. And uh, if people want to connect with you um, again, um, what's the best way to connect with you and what you're doing? Anything, any kind of address you want to throw out there or link? Uh, yeah, I'm all over the social media. So, I mean, Jason Poling, a P-O-L-I-N-G, but, you know, um, email address is easy. Jason at cornerstoneyc.com. So they can just send me a message that way. That's, that's probably the best. People listening and got questions, they can just send an email to you and you'll get back to them? Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> like, you know, as you probably get thousands of emails, but we will make sure we get back to you. But that's one way to do it. Um, but definitely check out the website, cornerstoneyc.com, and then they can you know, see the, the VR side and all the other digital minutes. We've got gaming ministries. That's another thing too. A lot of people are in gaming and you can, that's a missional, that's a real missional context where you're playing a game with somebody and it's communicative and you can start interacting in relation, you know, in relationship. That's a different thing in VR. It's not quite as robust in its fellowship orientation, but you'd be surprised how many seeds get planted when you're just on a game. So anyway, go to cornerstoneyc.com, send me a message, uh, link with us, whatever. We'd love, love to help out any churches. That's cool. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for going first. I think this is very exciting, and thanks for being with me. Hey, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.